buzzing out there. Um, he's just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, and see if good things will happen for us. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Episode 8 of Just Dishing It. Joined here, as always, with my man Toods, John Tudor, and producer extraordinaire Derek Hoskins. We'll start with you, Toods. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Good, good. Got back on the golf course, played 18 for the first time on Saturday post-surgery, so it feels aggressive. good to be back. Woo. Yeah, aggressive, but you know, out there, pulled driver on the first tee, and uh, just got right back into it. Felt there good. you go. Derek, you've been buzzing around doing your thing. How's your week been going, man? Eh, busy week. Also played some golf yesterday for the first time since February, so feeling good, feeling light. Yeah. So we're we're in our off-season activities, boys. Yeah, full swing now. Full swing. Love it. But, um, I mean, no time wasted here on this episode because we have a very special guest, as usual, but really excited about this one. I say that about everybody, but, I mean, these interviews we're lining up, lining up are just A-plus. It's just A-1 stuff, really. But I want to just bring him right in, introducing Bud N's co-founder, Rob Lalonde. Rob, what's going on, dude? Really appreciate you doing this. So stoked to have you here, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on, guys. I really appreciate being here. Uh, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too, man. How's the road trip going? So, so good, man. Uh, where am I right now? I think I'm just on the border of West Virginia and Virginia. Uh, I'm just pounding the pavement right now. I left Buffalo uh, this morning. I uh, was in Pittsburgh this afternoon at Dirt Hockey doing a quick stop there, a little customer visit. Now I'm busting it, uh, heading down to uh, Charleston, South Carolina for a big, uh, big hockey tournament this weekend with some of my friends. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Going to light it up there on the score sheet. Yeah, that's the plan, man. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, the plan is to uh, take the dub, man. Looking to last time we were, last time I played with these guys was a couple of years ago. We were, uh, I think, we lost in the finals to a pretty good, pretty good team from North Carolina, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, it was fun to play some intense hockey. I'm looking forward to it again this weekend. Absolutely. Well, speaking of intense hockey, I'm going to let my hockey DB elite prospects expert John Tudor is just a <laughs> just a rat for this stuff. I know he's got right, some kids. questions about your playing career, man. So I want to let him have the floor a little bit here before I dive into some uh, my other stuff. Tudor, yeah. fire away on him. Yeah, Rob, I always like to do some digging here. Um, so I mean, first, Derek's got some clips pulled up here. I mean, it looks like you were an absolute savage back there on the blue line. <laughs> yeah, that was a sick, sick edit. Shout out to my man, uh, Mike Valenti for making that edit for us. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I mean, so tell us a little bit about, you know, your hockey journey. I see, I mean, obviously, you know, Buffalo guy, but then kind of came up through junior played Merrimack and hockey East and then carved out a nice career in the AHL and the ECHL. They're kind of going to walk us through some of that, some of the uh, favorite moments. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, these clips were really fun to watch for me. I, I, some of them I didn't even remember or didn't even know were out there. We just got uh, uh, a fan of that. got that earlier over in the summer. Uh, the Valenti brothers hooked me up with that that edit. Just dropped it in my inbox one day. It was cool to watch. Uh, but, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, you know, like you guys, I'm from Buffalo, New York. Uh, I was born in Amherst. I uh, grew up playing for Amherst Knights, Buffalo Regals. Those are like the two squads I played for. I uh, played high school hockey for St. Joe's in Williamsville South. Uh, bounced around a little bit. And, uh, you know, always wanted to play at the next level. Um, after high school, I, uh, I didn't really have many options to play college hockey, but um, I went off to some junior hockey camps uh, and I started to kind of get 
I started to blossom a little bit into my like junior and senior season grew, you know, um, was a defenseman and, um, you know, had the opportunity to, you know, get into some junior camps that, that summer after high school and, um, you know, turned it into, I, I got cut from all the teams, but I got an offer to play out in Boston to play junior B hockey. And, um, it was a decision whether or not to go to play division three and like basically go to go back, like right into college or, you know, take some time off and go play junior and try to season the game. And, uh, like the last minute at like 11th hour, I was about to leave for school and I was just like, Hey, you know, like, I don't want to go, like, I want to go play junior. I want to go like, see if I can, you know, see what happens, you know? And, uh, so it was a great decision. And uh, I went and played junior B for a season, had a really good year out in Boston, you know, living on my own, I met a ton of guys and, you know, really got into like living the hockey life and, uh, made some great relationships up to and including like my boy, Jimmy, who's one of my best friends now. He's a coach out in Providence and he and I are setting up for our second hockey camp this summer. He works, uh, you know, he runs the program at, uh, at Providence hockey club. And, uh, he was down in Westchester before we did a hockey camp together. And that was a relationship. We were roommates uh, in junior. He was uh, literally, we were roommates. We had bunk beds and, uh, you know, <laughs> that year. and we're talking through the in the year 2000 and we're still boys and like now he's got a young kid who's a stud shout out Caden and all these guys were at the camp uh, last year we're doing the camp again this summer so that's exciting um but played that year in Boston um got drafted into the North American Hockey League after that to play junior A and um played one season in junior A it was kind of a crazy year got traded halfway through the year to Cleveland um when I got to Cleveland it was it was super cool I was playing with a bunch of really good players it was a really good team my partner was Peter Harold at the time who was like one of the top prospects in the country he was he was already committed to Boston College and literally just like rode his coattails, like, you know, learning from great guys like him, um, was able to like really learn, you know, a lot about how to play defense and turn myself into a little bit of a player, got an offer to play at Merrimack, um, and, uh, went off to Boston for four years uh, after that to play at Merrimack. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of interesting too. I mean, your career is a little bit different than a lot of guys. A lot of the guys you see go up and get those pro hockey contracts are, you know, the highly touted prospects from, you know, the time they're in youth hockey and, you know, junior before they're done with high school. That's cool. I mean, you kind of carved your own path there. It's got to be, you know, something to be proud of looking back on it, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And like, uh, like you said, you know, I was definitely one of those kids coming up who was never looked at as like one of the top guys. I was always like in the, you know, kind of uh, kind of around that area. Like, I, knew I was a good player. I was a AAA hockey player. I got invited to select 15 camp one summer for New York State. Got cut. I got cut for everything, but I was always like there and always kind of thought like I belonged there. And, you know, I looked up to guys like I grew up with Brooks Orpik and like he was obviously, you know, first pick and like he was Boston College, everybody, you know, Team USA, this and that. Um, you know, and I always like thought to myself, like I could be like a player like that. I could, that's kind of why I turned into like a very aggressive player. I tried to be a, emulate my game after him. I was like, oh, Brooks is ripping guys heads off. I was like, if I rip guys heads off, maybe I can like, you know, do something with my career. So it's kind of like, that's what kind of <laughs> turned me into that like aggressive style. Um, but yeah, like you said, um, you know, never really had a ton of, uh, you know, never drafted into the O, uh, never got drafted. The only team I ever got drafted to was that North American Hockey League team, which was kind of crazy. And, um, you know, well, things started to happen after that. And then once you get, you know, at the Division One level, um, playing in Hockey East, which at the time, like, even now, like, it was like, you know, that to me was the pinnacle. Like, that was the best hockey league in the country for college hockey. So once you're at that level, you're playing against first rounders, you're playing against guys like they're on, you know, uh, World Junior that are, you know, and you're you're like okay i belong here i think i can play at the next level you know you have four years to develop yourself and you know you keep getting better and all of a sudden pro hockey starts to look like an option and i always had that dream 
like I just kept getting better and could just stay with it. And, you know, good things would happen. And then once a little bit of success, success started happening, you know, like going off to play junior B that season was so fun. The adventure was amazing. It just kept snowballing and good things kept happening. The more I worked, you know, it was still a grind. Cause I was never like one of the top guys, you know, wasn't really recruited to any of the bigger schools, but um, once you're at that level, you feel like you, you know, you belong and just, just keep going for it. Yeah, man, that's, that's electric. That's, you know, that's something too, where, um, I find interesting and I definitely wanted to ask you that sort of work ethic, that determination that, you know, kind of have your, your, your back against the wall a little bit. And, you know, that sort of approach where, you know, you were sort of the underdog coming up, right. You had to fight and claw. Like, how did that translate over to when you started with like the butt ends project and, and developing that? I think that's a, first of all, it's a great question. And, and I thought a lot about it. You know, I, thought a lot of, I think a lot about my journey all the time. You know, how did I end up in this position I'm in today? And like, how did it all, you know, how did it all happen? And yeah. what, you know, if things had happened differently, like, would I be here? Or, you know, like, uh, you know, I never made it to the NHL. And I think to myself, like, if I ever, if I had made it to the NHL, you know, made some money and like had that career there, would I've had the the hunger and the desire and like the, the, you know, to go ahead and create butt ends and start that and, and you know, really want to, you know, develop that, you know, I wonder if that would have changed things. So, you know, I look back and be like, Oh, I didn't make it to the show. And, you know, it didn't really go as well as I, you know, I was never really tied highly, but I think like you said, like a lot of those things kept, kept me like hungry, you know, it like turned, it made me even hungrier as I got older, I had more to prove, I had more to do. And like, you know, now it's like, looking back, like the struggle to keep, to keep going and to keep fighting through, uh, you know, definitely translates into business. And then once, you know, it, now it's, um, you know, it's great to have that, you know, and like uh, that work ethic and like, you know, the, the feeling of, you know, I knew that if I put my mind to something, I could accomplish it, you know, and I did it as a player mm -hmm. and now it's like, all right, I'll do that. I'll do that in business as well. Yeah, absolutely. And even too, obviously playing like a team game, like hockey, you know, you have your partnership with Kevin, you know, talk a little bit about that. What's, you know, how did that all get started? You know, kind of take people through the journey, uh, you know, on top of that kind of a two part question of, the initial idea of butt ends, how it got from the first time, you know, you thought of that and to where it is now and how your relationship with your partner there, the co-founder Kevin's been helpful for you too. in in that way. Oh, that's a, that's great, man. And you know, uh, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head really with like the whole, like, you know, the team environment and like, you know, playing for other people. And like, you know, we started off and you showed a lot of the clips of me kind of going like, you know, being really rough and tumble on the ice. And um, you know, that's not, you know, I did that stuff because like, I'm a team player, you know what I mean? Like I was a bigger guy. I was an aggressive guy. And like, you know, I wouldn't let guy, other guys pick on our players. I wouldn't let guys come to the front of the net. You know, I, I wanted to, I loved, you know, defending my teammates and I love playing for my teammates. And a lot of that translates to business. And, and the whole thing with, with, with me um, was I had this idea for butt ends like the, as like a, a concept years before we ever did anything. And I think partly it was like, it was just me in my head with this, an idea, you know, and, and, um, you know, it wasn't until I became partners with Kevin, officially business partners, who was, you know, was my best friend from growing up. Um, you know, we've been best friends since like fourth grade. We went to school together. We played, you know, all the other sports except hockey together. We played, you know, we were golfers. Uh, we would spend all the time, you know, tons of time together watching movies, hanging out, you know, and we had a ton in common. And, um, you know, he was one of the only guys really who was like, throughout the years, I would tell people my different butt ends. And a lot of people were like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. And like, even a lot of my hockey friends would be like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's going to work, man. You know, like not a lot of people were really excited about a hockey stick grip as being like this next, this like, you know, this big idea. Uh, but Kevin had this 
you know, he stayed with it. He liked what I was doing. And, you know, when he came on board and we partnered up um, in 2013, so I had the idea for buttons, like maybe like 2006 or seven. And then I went out to play pro hockey and, you know, had the ideas like market research. You know, I kept thinking about like, you know, at some point I'm going to build this, but there's just like, I'm playing and I didn't really have a team, like you said. And, um, you know, after I stopped playing, um, you know, like, you know, time was ticking by and I wasn't really bringing anything to market. And I didn't really have any traction, but uh, Kevin came on board. I was making some moves. Um, we decided that we wanted to work on the project and make it together. And for me, it was really exciting. And it was like a no brainer. Like as soon as, you know, Kevin is super smart and obviously he's one of my best friends and, you know, um, we've spent a ton of time together. He has a ton of skills that I don't have. So when he was like, let's, let's partner up and build this together. It was like a no brainer. And it was like, you know, it went from being like, you know, just like an idea to being something really fun that we were working on together, um, you know, to make. And it was like every day it was like Kevin and me versus the world. And like, that was really exciting. You know, to have to be able to do that with one of your best friends. Um, and so we partnered in 2013, we started building and you just never stopped after that, man. It was like, you know, every day there's a new thing, there's new projects to work on. And, uh, you know, it's been really fun and uh grateful to still be here you know we're still partners we're still grinding we're still working on projects we have a lot of new things that we're working on still and um yeah it's been, it's been an amazing ride yeah and, and a lot of parallels there with both of our brands too with you know obviously just dish and um you know even skate skin stuff too with you know that that kind of cool product you know leveling up and taking you know the great game of hockey to to new heights and bringing just really new revolutionary ideas into the game, whether that's for performance or, you know, just some creative flair and style. Right. But, um, you know, what, what were some, like some, I'll get, get more into that in a minute, but I wanted to ask, you know, early on, you know, you, you mentioned some sort of, you know, a lot of resistance, you know, within your hockey friends or just people about the hockey grip, but, were there any big points that you remember still like, or conversations that were like obstacles, I guess, or like lessons, hard lessons or things that made you guys better or pushed you to, to keep going and evolving the product to make it even better and what it is today? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, it's been such a fun experience. I spent a lot of time, like, I'll be honest, like in like the game, like I would always think like, man, like you're, you know, I was, passing by you know I was playing pro and then like I was done playing pro I, I had another job I was working I was doing you know all of it with the back in the back of my mind that I, I really this is what I wanted to do I wanted to start buttons um and you know you know definitely like I told a lot of my friends that you know at the time that were hockey players you know pro players division one players a couple guys were you know like that was like they were like that's interesting I had enough interest from people at the pro level that that like it was like oh like these some people like it you know i was doing some some like uh like market research stuff where i remember going to the rink one time and printing out a bunch of flyers and like this is before we had a product before we had anything like it was just in my head and name and like and, and like this concept and i remember going up to like all these kids at the rink one day we were in philly, I was in philly like outside of reading where i was playing pro at the time like you know asking individuals they didn't know nobody there was like no buttons there was no me it was like i was just some guy some random stranger i was like you know if, if there was a cool product for the top of your stick there where that tape is like would you buy it and like everybody was like everybody showed me like yeah, yeah like i'm interested in this idea and i knew so i kept like seeing it and i kept like already almost like knowing that like you know for me it was like if i don't do this like someone else is going to jump on this amazing opportunity because it was everywhere i went like people were they, they knew they wanted it but they didn't know what they you know they didn't know they wanted it it was weird 
Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, you know, had some conversations. Like even even my, like uh, my best friend at the time, Brian Boulet, uh, who was my roommate um, and like one of my dearest friends, R.I.P. Brian. But uh, um, he even he was like my like best homie ever and he was like i don't know man i'm not sure if that's like the, and he's a guy that gives it to me straight he was like i don't know if that's the one that's the idea um but i had to like over like all right man sorry like i don't know if you can't see it but like i i can see it where it's gonna go at some point um and then just honestly like once we started building um and like to see the reaction you know it didn't it um you know, everywhere we went it was like so well received and it was happening at like a, such a small experience like we would go up to toronto you know this is like this is again like before instagram and before like the, the instant connectivity that we had that we have now where i would go up to toronto with a with like a trunk full of grips you know like a hundred pieces and i'd sell out in two days and every single kid at the tournament would come up to me and be like this is amazing and like parents would come up to me and dads would come up to me and they'd be like this is like this is gonna change the game like this is an amazing product like this was happening like every weekend so i was like getting all this positive feedback but it was before we had a chance to like you know get it out into the world so everybody else it, it, for, for me it was so exciting and um you know it was still new everywhere we went so yeah, those experiences, you know, just over time, you know, just kept, you know, kept the fire going and it was really easy to stay motivated, you know, when you kept having all these little, you know, every day it was something new, exciting, you know, a new, new person to target and if somebody new would try your product, you know, we had NHL guys using our stuff like right from the very beginning. So, you know, we were watching all these NHL games, we're going to NHL games and seeing our guys use our stuff. And again, nobody even knows this is happening in the hockey world yet, but it's happening to us like every day. And it was, uh, so, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of how. It, you know, and before we had a lot of sales, we had all this excitement. And for me, it was just a big dream of like what, what was coming in the future. So um, it was easy to keep the motivation throughout the years. Awesome. That's what we're, it's <laughs> so cool, man. What, um, what were some of like, you know, the, the early support that you got from pro players where you were just like, whoa, this is huge. Did you have a few of those I would imagine? Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, like, again, like the, the, you know, like we talked about it earlier where like my path into the marketplace of a, as a, as a, you know, owner of a hockey company was, was such that like, you know, I, I was able to develop a lot of relationships and like get, you know, pro pedigree under my belt. And like, really it was, it helped with the credibility for me. And like, I made a ton of friendships, guys, I could pick up the phone and call. I'm still talking to in this day. Like I mentioned my boy, Jimmy, I just got off the phone yesterday with my boy, Nettie Lukasevic, who I was playing with. He's a LA Kings drafted player, played a bunch of years in the American League, played 13 years pro. He just hung him up. He's doing coaching up in Vancouver now. And, like, we were chatting. And, like, he was one of the first guys I remember I called, you know, like, hey, man, I got samples of this grip. And, like, he was – he had it on his stick. And he, I was getting feedback from, like, some of the top guys in the world about this product right away. But, yeah, early on, one of my other buddies, Brandon Press, I talk about him a lot because, like, he was the man. And like, he was one of the first guys I called and he was, you know, playing for the Habs at the time. And, uh, I was like, Hey, Brandon, I got this, I got this product. Uh, you know, would you want to check it out? He's like, absolutely. He didn't even like, Oh, what it was. It was just like, yeah, I'll try it. Whatever it is, I'll try it. And, uh, I remember being so excited. I only, we only had a few samples. This is like 2013. We just got our samples in and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Presty wants to try grip. Um, he was, he had the, the Habs on the road playing in Philly and I was, you know, the Reading areas yeah. right by Philly, like. And so my cousin, JW, who was living in Philly at the time, he's a doctor and he was living in Philly. Um, I remember hitting him, I'm like, hey, man, the Habs are in town. Let's get a bunch of people. We'll go to the game. I'm supposed to meet up with Prussy. So I set up an appointment. I'm like, hey, Brandon, like, I'm going to be in Philly uh, like the night before your game. He's like, I'll come to the hotel. Tell me what you got. Da, 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 da. So like, I remember I booked down there, um, uh, went to the hotel, went to Prusty, so the, where the Habs were staying in Philly with like a little backpack on. And I probably had like 10 or 12 grips in the backpack. And yeah. jump at the hotel. It was like 10, it was, like, 10 o'clock. Prusty, 
opens the door, and like, he's just a beauty. And I'm like, yo, man, check this out. I show him the grip. Immediately, he's like, I'll use this in the game tomorrow. Like, first words out of his mouth. <laughs> I'm, like, are you, I'm like, whoa, are you serious? This is so sick. Like, I was ex- I was just hoping to be like, hey, man, just try it out and practice sometime. If you feel like it, you know, let me know. Give me some feedback. Like, literally, that's what I was thinking he might say. And he's like, oh, I'll use it in the game tomorrow. So I remember being just super stoked. And, like, uh, the next day, I remember getting kids to the game, uh, showing up super early, uh, getting them there for warm-ups. I get down there. Uh, you know, right where the hazard coming out, like super early. And sure enough, Rusty comes out onto the ice, skating around in warm ups, and like he sees me up in the crowd, like nobody there. It's early, you know, right right before everybody gets there. And uh, I'm like, you know, fanboying in the crowd, like waving at Rusty. Uh, and he shows up, he like shows the grip on his stick. Like this is like right when he first had samples of my first product. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. Like NHL player, like I'm like, I knew it, I knew this would work, I knew it. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of how like the the beginning stages happen and then you know from there Prusty used it the rest of his career you know the, the old time he was playing so it became super exciting obviously i became a habits man um and uh it was super exciting to like be a part of that and feel that energy like have a guy on the habs using product and it's just like it was electric and um, you know now a guy like also too uh, another guy was like Jeff petrie who you know he was friends with you know another buffalo guy dave leggio they played together on team usa at the mm-hmm. ihf world one summer and Leggio is another guy who, like, was an instant button supporter and was a button supporter his entire career up to the point when he was playing for Team USA as the as the goalie in the Olympics. Actually went to mm-hmm. Korea and uh, got to hang out with him in the Olympic Village and, like, be part of that a little bit. But Leggio's the man, and Leggio brought him into the locker room and hooked up, like, you know, Petrie was like, hey, what's that about? So I started chatting with Petrie back and forth. We sent him some samples when he was on uh, Edmonton, and he started using the grips, like, right away. And Edmonton, and, and then so I'm like, you know, I got to do all my homework. Like, this is sick, Jeff Petrie from Edmonton Oilers. I'm like, Michigan State guy, and then I start following him and following, watching, you know, his, you know, and I would defend myself, you know, to me to right. watch other defensemen play hockey. Like, it's just like, you know, it's natural. I want to see, you know, I love the game. So I'm watching Petrie. I remember I go to the Sabers game. They're on the road. Uh, Kevin, I went to the Sabers uh, Oilers game, and we were watching. And I remember I didn't know much about Petrie at the time. He's playing at Edmonton, you know, I followed the, the league, but like. Not, not right. super closely, right? Like, and all of a sudden, I'm watching Petrie, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, man, this guy is a stud! He's an unbelievable player!" And you know, nobody knows about him, and he's ripping around on the ice. He's one of the fastest guys, and I'm like, he's using butt ends. I'm like, this is sick. So, became a obviously a, a, Beth, a Jeff Petrie super fan from that yeah. day on, and he's been using butt ends ever since. And uh, yeah, it, you know, go Habs! We got and, uh, he, now he's got a couple of the other boys on him. He's got Byron on him up in Montreal, so he got a couple guys using him. Actually, just got an order yesterday from uh, from uh, Pierre, who's the manager for the Canadians. So they're keeping the boys locked and loaded for the rest of the year, hoping for a big playoff run. So just experiences like that have just been wild, you know. Oh man, that's so great, Jeff Petrie. What a smooth player that guy is too. Yeah, the, that's yeah, hilarious story, man. <laughs> yeah, Tudor, what do you got? You got something? Jump in here. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I just I think that's that's so cool. I mean, the fact that you were basically out of the back of your car in Toronto to your product on the ice in the NHL so quickly before social media. I mean, did you so did you see like a steady growth in your product over time or do you, it, did social media kind of boom that for you once you could get that idea out to the masses? Cause I mean, obviously you've got that pro pedigree from your own career and these connections with guys and, you know, spreads from one teammate to another, like you described, but now that it's on Instagram are, are kids all over the place, just seeing these and making sales skyrocket. How'd that work for you? Yeah, it was you know, it, it didn't it didn't hockey stick growth. It literally has yep. been steady, you know, like every year has been growth after growth, but like it's like incremental, you know, we call it brick by brick. We talk 
talk about it in our company and it's like you know it's all about grinding. It's all about talking to every single player. It's like one grip at a time. You know, it's like, you got to convince a player to change their field. You know, you know, like it's not, I don't want to say it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, players, you know, we're all hockey players and we're all obsessed with our feel. So I, I knew there was an intimate feeling there that needed to be like disrupted. So I knew that it took like, you know, you got to go out and you get into the field. And it was like, how do we, for originally, what do we do? You know, how are we going to get this product out there? So it was natural to think like, all right, well, we got to go to the tournaments. We got to go to the, the rinks. We got to stand in the lobby. And so that's basically what we did, man. It was just, and that's what we're still doing. I'm out here right now. I'm heading down to you know South Carolina. I'm playing this weekend, but it's still going to be like showing everybody the product, talking about it. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Make, trying to get people to switch their idea. Most of the guys in this tournament, I'm assuming, are going to be using tape. Just like the old school wood sticks, like they're going to be just all old schoolers and I'm going to have opportunities to convert guys this weekend. So this is kind of how the, 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 the growth of the company went. And like, yeah, I guess social media gave us like two avenues. So it was like, go out, meet people, you know, sell your product, get people every day, you know, stand there for eight hours and talk to, you know, 150, 200 kids a day and, you know, convince a couple of more of, you know, a bunch of them to buy your stuff. And that you can show other people online, like, look, look, this kid's using it. And here's, you know, and like, oh, so that definitely expanded our opportunity and helped us grow even more. And we just kept trying to, you know, build on that. And then it was like, innovate, you know, come out with new products, come out with new designs, come out with new fields and just keep, you know, growing as, you know, brick by brick and then innovating and doing what is best we can to improve the product, improve like, you know, the experience for the customer. Absolutely, man. That's, that's you just being your own best ambassador in a way that, that grind and that hustle that's that's awesome that's just you know for a new school product you know push getting out there and pushing it an old school way doing the legwork that's it shows that you can kind of merge the two worlds right using the tools like social media and just you know kind of old school classic networking to to get your product out there and, and grow and get the recognition that the product deserves. Right. I mean, that's, that's awesome thinking and yeah. approach to it. I love it. Yeah. hundred percent. And it was fun too. Cause like in the beginning stages, it was so new for everybody too. And like, we had like, we, we were early on Instagram and like we had early Snapchat fans and we had like, you know, I'm going to these sales environments and then it was like, you know, then we had to get into stores. And so I would go into, I would do cold calls, you know, and I, and I was, you know, kind of experienced from doing cold calls from, I was working in New York city selling copy machines after I stopped playing hockey trying to up the sales game and like i knew for some i had this, like i needed to like you know get into the business world and then that experience really helped us like you know then all of a sudden i'm selling a product that i created that i love that i believe in I'm a hockey player and i got social media in my pocket where people are watching what we're doing so it was like going to these stores and like you know hey listen we can help promote your store as well like today i was just in pure hockey and i was doing videos in pure hockey and you know about like 30 videos from today and like the pure hockey Instagram account is like, thanks for the content. And like, they'll share it. Um, and so, you know, these store owners would see early on, like, here's some, here's some there's added value to doing business with our company, to doing working with butt ends. Not only do you get to sell this product that, you know, I had to convince them that people actually wanted it, but then it was like, Hey, look at like, I can show them like, look at who's using it. Look at how it's being, you know, used around the market and around the league. And, um, and also like, Hey, we, also it's you know announced to everybody that you carry it now and like here's your store and people kind of saw that like oh this is actually there's more value too than just having the grip on the shelf was like we want to partner with these guys and then like you get more visibility so it's kind of a win-win thing 100 percent. i know you've mentioned you know you've been you're on the road now you know your time in new york city after you're done playing hockey you know obviously i mean you live in puerto rico you right yeah 
Yeah. Like talk about you like I know you you're a huge traveler and stuff and I find that fascinating, you know, some of the work you've done, you know, hockey or not even hockey related too where it's just, you know, that where does that travel desire come from? What motivates you to do that and when when did that start for you cuz like living in Puerto Rico sounds friggin' awesome, obviously. Uh, yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, Puerto Rico's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, talk a little bit about that because I think that's a real unique, cool thing about you as a, as a person and, you know, just as like a business sort of mind. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, the travel bug, I've always like been excited about being, seeing new places and doing new things up, you know, like when I was younger, it was like, you know, the, the opportunity to go to Boston and play and then travel to the Midwest and travel around and meet people. I love people. I love having a experiences and I love seeing the world that kind of started when I was younger and you know I, I read you know books about business and you know some of the guys I read that were uh, inspiring me uh, 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 like guys that would talk about you know, traveling and experiences and like the importance of having an adventure um, uh, Richard Branson for example I read his book and like I remember him talking about you know he didn't know what he was going to do with his business but he knew he wanted it to be about adventure and I remember really ha- like connecting with that thinking like well this is like when we were starting our company I was like you know I, I want to have an I want to have as big of an adventure as possible and I think that would help the brand and help sell the product I don't know how and then it was just you know I loved you know it builds on it so I just love traveling and all of a sudden you realize like you know there's hockey all over the world and I'm like you know if, it doesn't make any difference if you're playing hockey in Amherst, New York or if you're in Morocco and you're playing in Rabat hockey's hockey and it's a great story and but you know it's just the, the opportunity to meet people from all different cultures and all different frames of life uh you know I think that really helps you know you don't understand your own self and understand your business and understand like who your customers are. Um, so yeah, once the, you know, just, I look, I always look for, you know, uh, adventure and stories to tell and keep things interesting. Um, so I think that's definitely part of it uh, as far as like, uh, you know, loving to travel and you know, how it helps business. Yeah. And where, what other like sort of, I don't know, memories or lessons was, is there like a big one that, um, I don't know, like I said, like a memory or a lesson that you can relate to your life and your business that you experienced maybe in another country that, I don't know, even a lot of us that, you know, have spent most of our lives in North America or the United States might not see or witness or have exposure to. Do you have anything like that from your past travels? I mean, you know, just the, the, some of the places I've got travel to that i feel so grateful like i mentioned morocco like playing hockey there but like uh istanbul turkey you know just uh over in japan spending some time over there uh, and seeing the way that the japanese players train and the way that they you know their attention to the game and like you know what they do with their lives like it just gives you a chance to appreciate you know how lucky you know I, for example i was growing up where you know, hockey's everywhere and it's it's easy to find a rink and it's easy to find ice time and when you travel like well for me i've traveled to some places where you know people make huge sacrifices in their lives to be able to play a game and to be able to you know put the pads on and hockey on ice and if they you know it's sometimes i guess for me like i took it for granted you know in buffalo we got 20 ranks you know there's always yeah. there's always ice everywhere and then some places you go and it's really hard and it's like you know ice is very valuable and it's uh you know getting an hour of ice is is really important to people so you know just have the appreciation you know for uh you know what a sacrifice you know a lot of people make to play the game and um you know help me appreciate what i you know what my like the sacrifice that my parents you know made for me to be able to you know be close to rinks and be always on the ice and to really, you know, have a chance to play hockey at a high level. So, um, definitely just a lot of gratitude and, um, you know, just a lot of appreciation everywhere I go. Like it's, you know, you walk into a hockey rink and it's hockey, you know, no matter where you are. And, you know, I've been embraced with open arms, like in every rink, it's just been such a magical experience. 
And, um, you know, I, I look forward to doing more of it. So like, uh, you know, this year has been kind of crazy. Obviously the, my, everything got whacked like, just for everybody. Everything got shut down. We were in the midst of doing a, you know, crazy last year was, uh, you know, we went to Mexico and then we did a tournament in Buffalo and then we went down to the Pee Wee tournament and then we were traveling. I did a road trip to Florida and up to Minnesota and we were like, let's just keep going. And then boom, everything got shut down. So, you know, this last year obviously been challenging. Um, we went down to, you know, we went, we went down to Puerto Rico with the hopes that there, you know, there's an ice rink down there and uh well we went down there for a living but uh you know yeah. and I, you know i'm always looking for where's rocky and there's a rink in puerto rico and that would be which is where we went and i was like this is insane so i got to meet some <laughs> i got to meet the local hockey community down there and i got to become really good friends with the, the director of the puerto rican national team philip painter who's been living in puerto rico for 40 years and we're trying to get the rink off the ground in aguadilla it got destroyed during hurricane maria uh oh. back in the day and uh but uh it's, it's an aguadilla pueblo right on the beach it's this gorgeous little gem of a rink and um hopefully you know they got everything in place right now hopefully we can get some ice there and i was i would say like you know being able to skate in puerto rico would be such an adventure and such a you know great story uh so we'll for that and um but in the meanwhile yeah just uh we're back up here in north america for this week and um we got some exciting travels coming up that uh you know uh, in the future here now things are starting to open back up and you know we're grateful for the opportunity to be uh, right back in it yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it now. Just a nice Puerto Rican beach, playing a little puck, maybe a little, right. uh, maybe a little beverage on the bench. We'll, we'll see how I'm feeling. Just, that's just, nice you know, nice, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, just a nice sunset with a beverage and a little hockey, just in a dreamier place than, uh, than you know what we've been used to growing up in Buffalo. But th- yeah, man, that sounds awesome. It sounds yeah. a lot nicer to come out of a rink and then walk right across the street to the beach and chill in the water than it does to come out of the rink <laughs> and be bundled up, freezing your ass off in ten degree Buffalo <laughs> weather in December. Yeah, I know. And the rink is the rink is beautiful. And like the, you know, my boy Philip Painter, the guy down there from uh, the director of Puerto Rican national team, who, yeah. he's already invited me to play at the Latam Cup of all hoping to be on team Puerto Rico, but, uh, uh it'll be, that yeah. should be a good time. But, um, he was painting the picture for me. He's like, imagine this. He's like, this rink is right on the beach. He's like, I would be a goalie. He's like, I'd be playing goal in the second period. You can actually look out the door through the door and you can see a surf break right out there. And you can watch guys yeah, catch yeah. gorgeous right handers on 83 degree water right in front of the rink. And you know? so if I had this vision, I'm like, Oh, you know, it'd be amazing. And I've been surfing a lot. That's one of the reasons I went down to Puerto Rico. And I had this idea of like, I would love to have like a, a surf hockey camp. Um, you know, I think, it's, you know, I advise like any young player, if you can get, if you're a hockey player and you can get in the water and go surfing, man, you'll learn a lot about yourself. It like really is a, a challenging endeavor. And I think it'd be a cool experience to have like a surf hockey camp. So if we can pull it off in Puerto Rico, that'd be sick. But if not, maybe we can figure out something else. But I think there's some, uh, some opportunity there for sure. I'm a full supporter. Sign me up. I'm 100% in for the surf hockey camp. I'll drive yeah, the exactly. Zamboni at Blood Ends Arena down in Puerto Rico. So Yeah, we got there. There's a Zamboni down there. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, we'll have to get you some fresh uh, skate skins for that for that tournament with you on Team Puerto Rico there. We'll, we'll hook the squad yeah, up. Yeah, that. that's sick. We could do it with that. That would be pretty sweet, man. We should do a Puerto Rican Buttons uh, skate skin limited. Uh, that would be Ooh, sick. Ooh, big time, buddy. We'll talk yeah, about that'd it be for sick. sure. Yeah, I love the skate skins. I got them on my skates this weekend right now. So uh, they're in the back here. We got all the gear yeah, ready to rock. Yeah, so What's the tournament in Charleston this weekend? Is this a bunch of ex what's, like college and pro players, or how, what's the what's the format? Uh, yeah, it's college pro. We're in the open division. I don't know how many teams or how many uh, how many guys are down here. I think our team's got like ten players on it. Um, like I said, last time I played in this uh, with this guy that invited me, uh, my boy Rob Morley. He's uh, his team. He usually puts together a pretty good team. I heard there's a couple. I heard 
Trevor Gillies is a guy that's on our team. I think you oh, know man. him. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude, I know, right? So we're not. nobody's going to be messing with us, I don't think. I, I don't know. <laughs> I have to look at, at the stats. I might have played against him, but obviously I knew who Trevor Gillies was. He was kind of oh, yeah. legendary uh, yeah, exactly. back, when I, back when I was coming up. So apparently he's on the team. And I know he said – my boy Rob said that there's, like, a ton of younger guys. He's like, it's going to be fast. Like, um, you know, because everybody's looking for hockey, you know. So I think there might even be some, you know, pro current pro guys that are looking for, you know, ice – um, so we're expecting a high-paced, uh, uh, you know, high-paced competitive environment out here this weekend in in, in Charleston. Yeah, that that's, sounds like a blast. Love yeah. that. I've been I've been lucky. I've just been that sounds great. I've been lucky enough to be back in the rink on Mondays, just in my my classic Buffalo beer league. But oh man, like a tournament format and stuff. That sounds great, especially after the year that ever you know that everyone's had. Obviously, people have it. You know so much worse in so many areas with just life in general. Right. But it, again, I think Robbie will relate to this too, with the, an added appreciation for, you know, again, what you touched on earlier, our access to the game and just that we've been so fortunate with our lives and how we grew up, you know, just being able to have so much time and exposure to the game and, you know, having that little bit of time away from it brought a new perspective of again, truly how lucky and blessed we are. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, man, absolutely. Like I, uh, this last year has been a, obviously a huge challenge for everybody. And like, I, you know, even guys, I feel still right now, like I still feel really bad for some of these, you know, Canadian kids up there that haven't been playing. Uh, but yeah, it makes me appreciate what we have just now, you know, like uh, I'm excited to get back on the ice and, uh, you know, I definitely don't take any of this for granted because, uh, you know, we've learned this year that it can all just go away. So like, uh, yeah. you know, kind of appreciate every minute and, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I haven't really been you know, in a competitive hockey environment in quite a while. So I'm pretty proud. I got all new pads. Like I had my <laughs> moment the other day where I had to go, my mom gave me all my old pro gear. I had all this stuff like in her basement, like left there and uh, yeah. she gave it away to charity. And I was like, Oh, that's fine. She gave it to her school or something. And uh, so I had like, I'm like, I came back and I'm like, oh, I have no pad. I had nothing. So I have to go and like, I had to get like shinnies and uh, I bought some, I bought some really light, like men's league shoulders from Sherwood. They're pretty nice, but uh, pretty oh, excited nice. to get back. on the ice. Yeah, definitely taking, uh, enjoying every minute here. And I know, you know, you mentioned the surfing and, you know, you're obviously big on your Instagram with, you know, some of these unique workouts and stuff like using being outside, just using random objects or, you know, even just jumping over at a playground. You know, what did that start with your playing career? Were you big in like the diet, fitness, the exercise, like the physical and spiritual side of it? Or, or has that been a more recent thing as your playing your pro playing career ended? Um, and it's definitely been a journey. Uh, I was always into, I started working out, like, uh, you know, early on, I was following Brooks Orpik's path in Buffalo and I watched his work ethic and I, I didn't have the same intensity and work ethic he had. I mean, like he was on another level, but I learned from him and I watched what it took for him to get to that next level. Um, and I started getting in the gym and I started focusing on, you know, my stuff and I was a bit of a late bloomer. And then, but when I became, you know, when I started, when I got to junior, you know, I, be, I, I had a little bit of discipline and, you know, it was the discipline that I had as a younger guy. Uh, looking back i'm like i wish i had, had more discipline however <laughs> uh it, it, i did have that early stages of being disciplined you know in high school even um you know making decisions that were going to affect my future and knowing they were going to affect it and like really thinking purposefully about what it is i was doing um you know and i did things like you know maybe that were a little dumb for young guys you know like back in the day but i had in intentions were like i was always seeking to like you know be the find a good gym, find a good workout program, find what, you know, what foods I should be eating and what things I should be doing. I started to like, think about that stuff when I was younger. 
and it just kind of snowballed and developed and, and, you know, changed as I got older and now it's like, uh, you know, gotten to the point where, you know, I'm looking for, you know, obviously different things in my physicality. You know, when I was a player, I was in the gym a lot. I was lifting weights. I was with the team, you know, and I was, I took pride in like being strong and like, I wanted to be healthy and I wanted, you know, I was competing. So I wanted to be, you know, in good shape. Um, and, you know, I did, I, did, I worked really hard at that when I was a younger guy and then it stayed with me as I got older and, you know, translated it to, you know, now I don't have, you know, I'm not on that team anymore. So you mentioned some of my workouts, like, you know, I try to do things like, like right now I'm on the road day, you know, and I'm driving all day cause I got to get places and do things and I don't have access to a gym or equipment, but I want to be able to have like a workout that I know in my brain is good for what I need to be doing for my body daily and for what's good for me long-term. Um, so it's something that I think about all the time and I, I've gotten, maybe a little crazier now that I'm older and like, you know, older and wiser, but also crazier about it. So I'm definitely more, almost more, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more disciplined now than I was even as a pro player. And um, yeah, I think like for me, it's like, I look for, you know, max efficiency. And so what, partly the reason I'd use the playgrounds and I do some of these things is because they, they have them everywhere. So there's workouts I know that I can find anywhere I go, even in, you know, crazy places. Like, you know, I've got, I, I do the same workout in Japan, you know, I'll do a lunge workout and then do the, go to the park and do close to Japan. I can do that in Amherst when I'm home, you know, crashing at my mom's place for a bit. Uh, yeah. You know, so looking for, again, efficiency and like what's best for my body to stay, you know, in pretty good shape. Whereas, like, you know, if somebody calls me on a whim and is like, hey, I got a men's league tournament in Charleston, like, boom, I'm ready to go. I've been training every day, doing something, um, you know, and I mentioned surfing too now. So, like, you know, that's an extracurricular activity that I like to do. I like to surf. I like to ride bikes. I like to do things that are not only fun, but they're also physically demanding that are going to give me something, you know, more than just the fun. Um, and that's kind of how I live my life. And, you know, I think really I'm very intentional about everything that I put in my body and everything that I put in my mind. And, uh, you know, I really try to think, uh, as hard as I can, because I want to be, you know, I want to be dialed in and I want to be, you know, excelling when I get older than I am now. So, uh, yeah, these are things I've been thinking about since I was younger and, um, you know, I'm still, you know, very much involved in thinking about them today. And that's awesome. I, I love it. It's definitely, you know, for me, it's, it's an inspirational thing to see. It's a good reminder, you know, just like, keep on good paths, you know, keep your focus and, and don't neglect, you know, mental or physical health. And, you know, what you're doing, even in the small ways like that, just sharing a couple quick tips, I think that's really important. And I even to, you know, fans of, you know, things you support, butt ends, obviously, like, I think, you know, especially, you know, younger kids too, even, you know, you talked about wishing you had that, that same work ethic you even do now. I think it's great seeing, you know, some of the things you're trying to get out there and show, the younger generations who they have like, especially hockey focused, right. They have all this access to these skill camps and everything where that's part of it, but you need the, the mental workouts, the, the discipline there, physical as well, you know, what you're putting in your body and, and developing good habits off the ice that translate onto the ice as well, man. I, I think it's really awesome. Well, thanks. Man. Appreciate that. Uh, it means a lot to hear it. So yeah, I, um, you know, I always think about that stuff and, um, I'm glad to hear that that's, you know, that's how it's received, you know, by you guys. Yeah, for sure, man. Dudes, I know you, I see the wheels turning a little bit. There. Yeah. I've, getting, yeah, I've gotten good at that over these episodes here. I see <laughs> when two you, you, guys, you guys feel each but, other through the internet. Little, I like it. Little, little team chemistry there. Um, nice. Yeah, no, I just listened to you talk about discipline there and it, it kind of had me thinking too, because, you know, as, you know, younger entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial talk much uh, mind here. 
Um, just talking about the discipline and kind of the resilience, right? Talking about getting cut from some junior teams and not really getting drafted growing up, bringing that into business. I mean, did you have you run into that a lot through your journey, whether it's whether it's workouts, whether it's business, whatever, where you keep getting told no and, and you just got to find a way, you know, what do, what do you do to really push yourself through that? Yeah, I mean, it's like you have to be self-motivated, you know, especially where I'm at today. Like I always, I still feel so, still like, you know, like it, if, if I stop working, it's, you know, it, it's, I'm a driver of everything. So if I stop working, it'll all just go away. So I, you have to keep, you know, you have to keep going and, um, you know, like you have to be resilient. And yeah, like, you know, you learn, I learned some things when I was younger where the resiliency, you know, was really tough to face it. But if you face that and you, you don't quit and you keep going, then, you know, it doesn't work out exactly as you hope or as you think it will, but it works out in a, in a different way. And then like, sometimes that's even better. So it's all it comes from just, you know, maintaining that, uh, you know, uh, that, that mindset of not quitting and, you know, keep putting in the work. And again, like, uh, you know, it's some of the things I've learned through my, my days, like I mentioned, you know, read, I read Branson's book and he all, you know, I don't know any, I didn't, I didn't take tons away, but what I took away was like, you know, here's a guy that started like a billion dollar company. And he, all he, all he knew was that he wanted to make it about adventure. And I was like, all right, like, that's something that I can apply to my life. Like, that's why I like travel is so important. And it's like, I, I don't know exactly know why, but like, I just like that, that makes sense. I, I feel that too. I've, I, I like that. If I'm going to do that with my brand, I'm going to make it about adventure. And then, you know, it's like, uh, you know, having discipline and having a work ethic, you know, it's something that, you know, if you want to, if you want to have, success in five years like you need to put in work every single day between now and that five-year period and like so what are you doing every day like what are your habits like something that like i think about you know i've been thinking about for a long time it's like what are your good habits what are your bad habits like where can you eliminate where can you add things that are beneficial and like practice every day and um so that's kind of the the, the message that i want to put out you know to, to what to what it is that i do and that's how i've got to this level like that's how i've got to where i am today and um you know i want to keep doing that too because i've seen the success i've seen the benefits of you know creating a habit around reading and creating a habit around exercise and like creating dietary habits and like you know eliminating things in my life that weren't helping me you know what i'm saying um yeah. so yeah that's that's stuff that uh you know I think is all really important. And especially if, if you want to be in business and you want to work for yourself and you don't want to have a boss on you to do, you got to be self-motivated because if you're not like nothing will happen if without you driving activity. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you too, a little bit about the, the reading habit there. Um, you know, any, any good books you might recommend, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going that path myself where I'm trying to, start some some new ventures and and things of that nature but i i actually read one book the miracle morning that kind of talks about a lot of what what you've been talking about i don't know if you read that one but just habits around reading exercise create that routine for yourself every day to really focus i mean anything you recommend with that um yeah i mean like i i would just look for you know like interesting things that you want to read i for me i liked reading business books about guys like i loved i loved reading steve jobs biography uh i read elon musk biography richard branson uh warren buffett you know read those guys that, that are uber successful in the world and like you see their story for me those were interesting things and as far as like you know the habit of reading um for me it was like i i, I, I some i think it was a 
book about habits talked about, you know, don't, don't be so, you don't have to like sit down and read for hours of the day. Uh, but what you want to do is try to create a habit of you need to do, do a little bit every day. And they said, just try to do like, 30 days of just even just one page of a book. It doesn't even have to be a whole chapter. It can be just like set yourself a reminder and read one page. Or, you know, if you have some more time, read more than one page. And if you really like something, you know, you'll start to pick it up. But create that habit of every single day. Like for me, it's the morning, like in the morning, I try not to do anything until I have read a page. Like I don't use my phone until I open a book and I read something, even if I'm hustling around, if I'm on the road, like, even if it's just five minutes, just to, because for me now it's a habit. And then, you know, it's, it's, it sounds like a little thing, like one page, but all of a sudden years are going to go by and every single day. If you're reading every day, something little, it's going to turn into a stack of books. And those stack of books are full of ideas and inspir- little nuggets of inspiration. And you won't know when you're going to be inspired. And you won't even, like I said, like sometimes people ask, like, Oh, give me a book recommendation. And my mind is like, Oh, like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> like, like but, it just did when tutor asked you. Yeah. Right. No, 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 I'm like, really? No, I've got some recommendations. I can look up for sure. But like, but the point is, is like, uh, you know, you won't remember everything from all these books that you're going to read, but you're going to take away little nuggets and they're going to change your life. And you're going to be little tiny nuggets of inspiration are going to really, they're going to, your ideas are so powerful and you'll get one when you're reading it. Like, I think, you know, just for, for me, like, but the idea for buttons, like I, I don't, I, all I know is like, I was creative and reading and like, that's all of a sudden I had this idea for a company called buttons and I think it all comes from stemming. It stems from, you know, expanding your mind with, you know, with ideas. And you get that from sitting alone with a book and reading for me. And so, so I noticed that and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like compounding interest here. Like the more I'm reading, the more adventures, my, my adventures are becoming more interesting. I'm, I think I'm becoming more interesting. The people I'm meeting are becoming more interesting. I'm reading more. And then it's, it's, it's compounding on itself. Um, and so I, that's the, and again, that's one of the things I, that's why I like to mention it. It's why I like to talk about it. And it's like right under everyone's nose and everybody's so bombarded now with like so many distractions. Like you can have Spotify going, you can have your phone on, you have Insta, you have YouTube, you're creating content, you're uploading and like, it's all digital, but there's something about these things from the past, like reading a real book that are like life hacks because like no one's really doing them anymore. <laughs> but like if you do them, it, it kind of like puts you in a different, like, like it like puts your life in a different perspective in a way. For me, like, this is just, like, kind of how I've, you know, got to this point or whatever, but, um, so yeah, that's what I would say, man, like, for habits, you know, identify, like, if you want to start reading every day, you know, just pick out a time, put it in your calendar, and, like, find, you know, if you want, okay, so for books, I love, like I said, like, I love the, um, you know, reading about business, business guys, I read a bunch of hockey books, we do, uh, you know, I'm actually going to go on a live stream after this for a bit, because we're doing book club, I try to do a book club on my personal Instagram, and, um, you know, I, for there, I've been reading some hockey books, um, and I love reading hockey, um, but sometimes, like, you know, for me, like, I like to go in all different directions, but um, as far as hockey books, well, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm going to have to jump in on that book club with you there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, it, we, we just uh, we just finished Beartown, and uh, uh, Beartown was pretty good. It was, like, a fiction story, and, like, so, you know, uh, for a while, it was, like, I wasn't super into fiction, because sometimes it can be, you know, you, you it can be kind of hard to get into a book sometimes, especially like I know with all the distractions. Um, but I read somewhere about, you know, someone encouraging people to read fiction and how it stimulates your brain, you know, to be reading a, a story, made a story. It stimulates your brain in a different way and you think about things differently. So I was like, huh. So I was like, all right, I got to force myself into, you know, really reading fiction. And then, you know, I start to get better at it and it starts to become more natural. And then, you know, all of a sudden now I'm just like, I just devour fiction stories. Um, so uh, if, book recommendation i would say i would say read steve if you're interested in business steve jobs um 
for work, I would say Stephen King on writing. I highly recommend if you're, you know, creative, if you're, if you're doing any sort of creative endeavor, whether it's like, you know, creating content online or, you know, doing something that you need to have do every day, read Stephen King on writing where he, he really, I, I was so inspired by what he talks about as far as his work ethic and what he does to, to create the amount of work that he does. I don't particularly think Stephen King's the best writer. Like, I've, I don't know if you've ever read any of his books. I mean, obviously he's uber successful. He's one of the most successful yeah. writers in the history of the world. His books, Stephen King on writing is one of the all-time bestsellers, as a matter of fact. Um, but it's all about an idea of, you know, where you can be inspired, but you will never be, you'll never get the inspiration if you don't every single day go down into your work layer and grind and really work for, you know, you got to put in the work every day. And if you do that, the inspiration will come flying by you. And if it sees you working and you're in there and you're working on your craft, you're going to get this inspiration. But it requires every day regimented. You got to be in there and you got to be working every day. So I just, I took that idea out of that book. Um, so I highly recommend Stephen King on writing. And then if you want a fiction book that'll blow your mind, um, A Clockwork Orange uh, is my is one of my favorites. Uh, and, and literally it's like super, it's super trippy. It's super weird. And, but like, as soon as you start reading the dialogue, it's like a whole, it's written in a, like a, in a whole new, like interesting dialogue. It's super dark. Um, but yeah, try that one out. And uh, it's not that long. But it's super good. So those are a couple of recommendations. But uh, yeah, reading for me has changed my life, and uh, hopefully it changes yours. I love yeah. it. And look, I I wanna. This is kind of my like my closing question here for this. I always like to save sort of this one to the end. But obviously, there's the parallels with you know our brands, Just Dish and Skate Skins, with along with you and Butt Ends, right? What? What do you see, not only based on what you've already seen with your journey and stuff for your product and, you know, obviously, you know, your more recent exposure to things like skate skins. What do you see as far as those two products in the future, both yours with butt ends and even with, you know, I don't want to say outsider, but just like, you know, when with your exposure to the skate skins, because as someone who's brought a unique product to the success like you have, I think it's really valuable having your insight and in, in what you see for your vision for it too, just based on your exposure to the product so far. Well, first of all, I think it's, uh, I think what you guys have done with skate skins is a genius idea. You know, I love the whole concept, you know, I love the, everything about it too. Like, so for me, it was like, you know, seeing it for the first time and being like that clicked right away. I was like, oh, that would be so sick to have butt ends on there. And like, or, you know, playing for a team, have your team on there. It's like a no brainer. And then what was really exciting for me was when I first got to lay, you know, seeing it, you know, come to creation when we did the butt ends ones, which are dope was awesome and then but actually you know for the first time when i met up with you guys at uh, at riverworks you know to see that every you know the justician style is bleeds into the into the skate skins brand so well where every detail is so on point you know the packaging is it feels great it just feels quality the opening of it the way that, like you peel the opening up and the way it comes <laughs> out and looks so beautiful um up to and including the you know the application of the skate skin onto the skate for me was uh was really a great experience watching it go on sticks really nice it looks super sick and uh i love it so like yeah man i'm super pumped for you guys and like you can again you know as you know as you know creating this product you can go in so many different directions and I, it really is a you know exciting time for you guys to have that and like you know the stuff that you're doing at justition obviously is next level um you know really proud of you guys to see you know where you're taking the brand you know, obviously we've known each other for so long and i remember waiting man it's been so fun to, to like see you guys um you know, blossom into this, you know, sick brand from Buffalo, which, uh, you know, I take a lot of pride in that we're both from Buffalo and, uh, I'm right. super glad to, super glad to have 
the opportunity to be a part of, you know, a little part of it with you guys here, uh, obviously with the skate skins project, but I even just, uh, you know, I remember going to the gallery when you guys did your pop-up shop and I like, find some stuff in there and like being a part of like, you know, the, uh, the grassroots stuff that you guys do, which is so, you know, close to, you know, what we do at butt ends. It's, uh, it's really great. And, um, you know, I love, you know, brands like yours, you know, that are hustling and that are grinding. Um, and so I'm happy to be, be associated with you guys, work with you guys on this project and many more. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where, you know, Justition takes it in the future. Yeah, and I know it's it's reciprocated with butt ends, man. Your support has meant so much to us. I know I'm speaking for our whole team, Maddie, Nick, Hop, for us here, and you know all our supporters, man. But you know our our core group, you know your support and inspiration and guidance on things, man. It it's meant a lot to us too. We're so happy that that you've been able to be a part of it. And I want to say too, um, like obviously thank you again for doing this. I have a feeling this is just the first of many appearances on the show because you were a real treat, my friend. It was great to have you. And I think our, our fans and followers are really going to love this. This was an yeah, awesome man. It's so, same here. And uh, so grateful to, for the opportunity. And uh, you guys have a great, uh, you guys have a great show here and it's super clean the way everything's set up. And uh, I'm grateful to be on the show and be a part of what you guys are doing. And uh, of course, anytime you want to do it again, I'm happy to uh, jump on and, uh, shoot the breeze with you guys, but yeah, great work here. Um, it was a fun, you know, fun experience to be a part of it. Hope the listeners get some value. If you ever want to, you know, feel free to reach out if you ever need anything, but, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show and, and great work here. I, I think this is really awesome what you guys are doing. Appreciate that so much, Rob, but I want to give you the floor to end it though. Plug any thing you want to plug your handles, websites, all that stuff for, for your brand. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks again for having us. Thanks for listening. If anybody made it this far, I appreciate all of you guys. Uh, Anybody that we've got a chance to meet along the way. Uh, shout out to all the guys from Buffalo. Really appreciate the city of Buffalo for supporting us, for supporting Justition and Skate Skins. Um, it's great and awesome to be, you know, a company, a couple companies from Buffalo here. Hang on, I'm doing this. If you want to reach out to me personally, Butt Ends, obviously everywhere on the internet at Butt Ends, B U T T E N D Z. Um, personal Instagram, r.lala, R D O D L A L A. Um, we got Hockey camp coming up this summer. Super pumped about it. It's our butt ends, hot hands to grind harder. It's our second camp we're doing out in Rhode Island Sports Center. And it's July 5th through July 8th, uh, 2021. So we're getting back into the mix. We're really excited about it to have the camp coming up. So, uh, you know, if you can be a part of that, let us know. We got special guests. We're just going to announce it here. Swaggy P is coming out. Swaggy P is going to be coming out and doing some stuff with camp we're also gonna have some other special guests hopefully lined up as well but we're pumped to bring that back we, uh, our last hockey camp was super fun and very successful in new york we had a, a great time in 2019 so hopefully uh this year 2021 will be sick as well and hope to see a bunch of you guys there uh if not uh check out the buttons grips buttons.com and uh yeah we'll, we'll talk to you later thanks so much rob sounds Appreciate good thanks, thanks, we'll catch up again right, soon thanks, man. guys anytime drive safe man later all right thanks anytime later